0: Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. The Seattle Seahawks are going up against their third team from the AFC East this Sunday. They're going to Buffalo to take on the Bills. And this is going to be the third of four 10 a.m. Pacific kickoffs this season for Seattle. They got the win in Atlanta. They got a win in Miami. And so if they get this one, they'll just have the Week 15 game left coming up against the Washington football team. And before we get into some injury news, as well as my discussion with Anthony Knockreiner and the Knock on Sports, I visit him every week on his show. We do our NFL picks, and I also talk about the last game as well as the upcoming game. So I will get to that. But I want to take a look at the injury news for the Seahawks this week. Last week against the 49ers, a lot of big names on the injury report. One of the guys coming back, though, and probably the biggest news on the injury front going into Sunday is a player that they're getting back jamal adams listening to pete carroll and his friday press conference jamal is not going to have any restrictions in terms of playing time coming off that groin injury so adam's is going to be a full go against buffalo but the seahawks still do have a lot of players out and it's a lot of the same familiar names from last week against san francisco both carlos hyde and chris carson ruled out this week at running back But they did sign Alex Collins here last week, and this week he had a full week of practice, and it sounds like Pete Carroll's going to be comfortable with him playing this week. But Travis Homer, who had been dealing with an injury issue and even this week, sat out practice on Wednesday, but then he moved to limited participation on Thursday and Friday, not even listed as questionable going into this game. So three possible running backs for this game, so we may see a return of Alex Collins to the field. On the offensive line, guard Mike Upati. He is going to be out another week with his back injury. Defensive end Benson Maoa continues to sit out with an ankle injury, but we're going to see Carlos Dunlap coming in this week. Rasheen Green also had a good week of practice, according to Pete Carroll, and so they'll have some help even with Benson Maoa out this week. Two injuries of particular concern, especially considering going up against this wide receiver core and Josh Allen with the Buffalo Bills. Cornerback Shaquille Griffin and safety Ugo Amadi both out going into Sunday's game. Griffin had sustained a concussion as well, but Pete Carroll said that Griffin's hamstring is still holding him back. So not really disclosing whether or not it's the concussion or the hamstring issue that is the most serious. But Griffin is listed for both of those on the injury report, and hopefully Amadi can return from his hamstring injury as well. Six players all listed it out, but nobody listed as questionable. If you look at some of the guys who are limited this week, Ryan Neal with a hip injury limited in practice, DJ Reed hamstring, Travis Homer, I mentioned him with his knee injury, and David Moore showing up on the injury report this week. He was a full go in practice on Wednesday, it looks like, but sat out Thursday with an ankle and back injury and then was a limited participant in practice on Friday, but looks like he will be ready to go come Sunday. Looking at the Buffalo Bills, they have five players listed as out going into this game. Two of them running backs, but they are their backup running backs, Taiwan Jones and TJ Yeldon, both listed as out going into Sunday's game. Cornerback Josh Norman with a hamstring injury. He's out. And their starting center, Mitch Morse, listed as out with a concussion. And linebacker Matt Milano, also out with a pectoral injury. Four players listed as questionable. Defensive tackle Vernon Butler, guard Cody Ford, defensive end Daryl Johnson, and tight end Dawson Knox. Seahawks looking for their second 7-1 start under Pete Carroll. Of course, if you remember back to that 2013 season, they went on quite a run and don't think they picked up their second loss all the way until week 14 that season. So we'll see if this year Seahawks can keep that pace. And it would be nice if they could because two divisional matchups coming up in the coming weeks. Next week, taking on the L.A. Rams, followed by a Thursday night game against the Arizona Cardinals at Century Link Field. So that's a look at your injuries going into this game. And now on to my discussion with Anthony Knockreiner on the Knock on Sports, as well as our week nine picks.
1: We get ready for week nine of the NFL and as we do every single Thursday, Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast. Brandon, it is great to chat with you once again. And, you know, it's kind of funny, Brandon. I mean, I know I don't tabulate. I'd love to maybe actually if I ever take the time to look at the numbers. Uh, but you've been with me since the start of the show as we get ready for, I think this is year five of the knock on sports and you and I have been breaking down the Seahawks in the NFL for almost five, five seasons now. Gosh, has it been that long? It, uh, it's flown by. (laughs) I know, man, it's, it's crazy. And like I said, I always appreciate when you come on, it's always fun. It's always a blast. Uh, when we talk Seahawks and we talk the NFL and, I got to say, Brandon, DK Metcalf, what a game for him. It seems like it's an alternating thing. Lockett, good game. DK Metcalf, good game. Uh, But again, a sounding win over the San Francisco 49ers.
0: Yes. And gosh, it couldn't come at a better time of the season. Love seeing the Seahawks just uh, put a beat down on the San Francisco 49ers. DK Metcalf, you know, just when you think that you can't you know, hype him up even more, he goes and does some even more spectacular things. 12 catches on the day, over 150 yards. He has two touchdowns, both kind of spectacular in different ways. One where he just puts the jets on speeds down the field and the defenders aren't even able to take an angle to, to push him out of bounds or even lay a finger on him. And then another one where he's got a defender draped all over him and he just fights right through it and gets a touchdown. It was two really nice catches and he speeds down the field on uh, when he's got man to man coverage and and picks up a big first down, uh, you know, 40 yard plus gain on another one. So yeah, just a a tremendous day for DK Metcalf and others for the Seahawks.
1: Yeah. Bobby Wagner. We'll get to him in just a second, but I also got to say, Brandon, I don't know if if you feel good about this as a Seahawks fan or Seahawks fans feel good about this, but you guys dropped a stone cold stunner on the San Francisco 49ers entire season. Garoppolo's out now, Kittle's out for the season, it sounds like. I mean, they already had a, a buttload of injuries, but uh, I mean, it, it almost looks like you guys finished San Francisco in a way.
0: Yeah, I, you hate to see the injuries piling up even more for them. It's it's wild just how many injuries seem to to impact the 49ers. But, you know, not a lot of people even talking about the Seahawks injuries in this game. They had seven guys who were starters on their inactive list or. Guys who had been starters, you know, both Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson out, Jamal Adams out, Shaquille Griffin out. You know, there there's so many guys that uh, that are just big time names. Mikey Potty, they're they're starting left guard. So, you know, it's not like the Seahawks went into this game completely healthy. They they just were able to get the job done with the guys on the field. And they had Kittle and Garoppolo healthy for the thir- first three quarters of the game and weren't able to do anything. And it wasn't until that fourth quarter when they were up big by 23 points to where the 49ers started to make a game of it.
1: Bobby Wagner has a great performance. I mean, that guy was just laying the lumber all over the place here. And kind of looking ahead now, Brandon, to Sunday where you guys get ready for the Buffalo Bills, a uh, tough matchup, the Bills six and two on the season so far, Josh Allen as well. Uh, you guys, I believe, are going to need that type of defensive performance. Do you think that carries over from the 49ers game to the Bills?
0: I think so. There, There was a moment in this game where Bobby Wagner, after he sacked Jimmy Garoppolo, looked over toward the sidelines and it was like he was either sending a message to defensive coordinator Ken Norton Jr. or Pete Carroll. He was sending a message to somebody to say, see, if you if you send me to the quarterback, this is what I can do. And in just one game now, he's the co-leader with two sacks on the team. And uh, it doesn't have to be just Jamal Adams coming off the edge. I think they can be blitzing Bobby Wagner. And yeah, okay, the, the 49ers, they're starting center was out and and maybe that had something to do with them finding a weakness there in the middle of the 49ers offensive line. But they're going to have that same issue because it sounds like the Buffalo Bills starting center is going to be out in this game too. So I, I think that with the performance we saw from Bobby Wagner and maybe he got to hear and you know people talking about just how great Fred Warner was this season. And he had been having an outstanding season. But when you watch this game against the 49ers and Seahawks, the best linebacker on the field was future Hall of Famer Bobby Wagner.
1: Yeah, no question about that. And uh, along with that, Brandon, uh, number one, I think it is for this defense has to be trying to take away Stefan Diggs here from Josh Allen. Uh, so what do you think about this matchup is Allen and the Bills have been able to put up points this season. Obviously, we know what, ha- what happened against the Rams here. Uh, so what do you think about this matchup uh, for the Seahawks? Who do they have to try and take away first? From Allen and the Bills.
0: Yeah, you know, I think with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, there's there's two things that you have to worry about going into this game. One, Stephon Diggs beating you deep. Josh Allen just have a, has a tremendous arm. But Allen also has tremendous legs. And, you know, once the pocket breaks down and he makes that decision to go, he can start picking up big yards. He's, he's a lot like Kyler Murray in that respect. But I think he doesn't have the quickness of Kyler Murray, but I think he has the you know, the same kind of decision making of once he commits to running the football and he knows how to protect himself well. And so I, I think the Seahawks have to also be concerned about that. So uh, that's a, a very different combination, though, because Kyler Murray doesn't really have that kind of arm strength to, to beat you deep. Josh Allen does, you know, he can he can really sling it down the field. And that has to be a big concern. And now that he has that weapon, with Stefan Diggs, that that's definitely a big concern. But I would also say, you know, Cole Beasley, he could have a huge game in this as long as as long as Buffalo's willing to stay patient and take a lot of that underneath stuff that the the Seahawks are fine with giving up in a lot of circumstances. So if if Josh Allen can be patient, look for Cole Beasley underneath and kind of dink and dunk his way down the field, it it could uh, benefit the Bills that way.
1: So far, we really haven't seen anyone slow down this Seahawks offense, Uh, Brandon. So who defensively for the Bills concerns you the most uh, this weekend?
0: The one guy on defense that you worry about is Tredavious White, uh, you know, their their star corner. And um, he's kind of been struggling to this point in the season. And I'm really surprised looking at this Buffalo team and the way they've performed so far. I really thought that defensive line was going to be a more dominant unit and watching them against the Patriots. I, I thought that you know they they did not put as much pressure on Cam Newton that I really thought they would. And similarly on the Bill's offensive line, I didn't think that they w- were holding up all that well for Josh Allen. So if I look at the trenches between these two teams, I definitely am favoring the Seahawks even with their issues on the defensive line. I I think that they have the ability so far this season to generate a little more pressure on the quarterback than what I've seen from the bills so far.
1: Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and field goals podcast is joining me right now on the whitefish credit union hotline coming up next. We will make our NFL picks here for week number nine. Right now we have Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast as we are talking about our NFL picks. Brandon, uh, we, we struggled a little bit. We, we we made up for it in the second half of the the schedule uh, in the afternoon games in the primetime. But I'll tell you what, Carolina failed us. Uh, the early games were a bit of a struggle for us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Last week wasn't the greatest. I, I think I did get my upset pick, though. I, I'm at least happy when I can get one of my upset picks right.
1: I must imagine, even though you did pick the Rams, you were ecstatic with what happened in Miami.
0: Oh, yeah, that was completely intentional. That way I could be happy if, uh, <laughs> you know, my pick went one way and then be happy the other way with the Rams losing. So that, uh, you know, oftentimes I'll do that just just to make sure that I I can be happy one way or another.
1: <laughs> uh, diving into this week, Thursday Night Football Packers versus San Francisco. I had Green Bay winning this game because of the amount of injuries. Brandon, what about you?
0: You know, this I I thought about taking this as my upset pick because the Green Bay Packers defense has not been great against stopping the run and I don't know if Raheem Mostert's going to be back for this game. If he were back, I think I would lean a lot harder on San Francisco, but I if if we were picking point spreads in this game Anthony, I think I would go San Francisco, but since it's straight up, I'm I'm definitely going to go Green Bay.
1: Looking to Sunday, the New York Giants at the Washington Football Team. Uh, who do you got, Brandon? I am going to take Washington in this game. I although you know the
0: Giants, they put up a fight against your Bucks, so maybe maybe the Giants do have a little something for the NFC East. Um, it's I don't know though. I, I think Washington. I, I'd like them to get the win
1: doesn't yeah, say I'm gonna agree with you. I like Washington to to get the win here. I just think that unfortunately Daniel Jones will find another way to throw another interception or there'll be a mistake that the Giants have made because that's part of the reason why they're one and seven. That's part of what he does. Exactly. Uh, the Chicago Bears at the Tennessee Titans, a, a team that surprised us last week, Brent, who had Cincinnati beaten Tennessee last week?
0: <laughs> Didn't I I thought that I told you that these are the types of games that Tennessee tends to lose. And I, I didn't want to make the pick, but we, we saw it play out. And I think this is a bounce back week for them, though. And they're able to get that win over the Chicago Bears.
1: I'm going to agree. I'm going to take Tennessee to bounce back as well. The Minnesota Vikings, another surprise, beating the Packers last week. Uh, they will host the Detroit Lions I'm I'm going to take another step out on this ledge here, Brandon, but I'm going to take Detroit to beat the Vikings, even though the Vikings just got done beating the Packers.
0: Yeah, that's the fact that there's a lot of confidence behind the Vikings going into this game. I'd like Detroit better as a team, and Minnesota is just so inconsistent that I'm I'm having trouble picking them. I, I do think the Lions get the win in this game.
1: Panthers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, yeah, this is I think this is pretty easy. Kansas City,
0: I, I think you just have to pick Kansas City pretty much here on out unless they're playing, you know, one of the other teams, uh, one of the other top teams. I, the, the one that's going to be fun to watch coming up is the Bucks game against the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, I'm really disappointed because have we not had COVID? And my dad, you know, normal year, because he mm. has season tickets, I would have been able to be at that game right. for Thanksgiving. So disappointing because I really would have was I was really looking forward to seeing Mahomes versus Brady.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's that would be a fun game to be at. And it's going to be a fun game to watch regardless.
1: Houston at Jacksonville matchup of two one in six teams. Brandon, who gets their second win of the season?
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll take the team that has Deshaun Watson as quarterback and because Minshew just I think that Jacksonville, they might be looking for a quarterback in the draft after this year. As much as I like the personality, the the quarterback himself, I, I think they well, and that team just has so many problems. I, I'm going with the Texans.
1: I'm going to agree with you. I'm going go to go with the Texans as well. Uh, you know, kind of similar reasons to Sean Watson. I think you'll be able to at least put some points on the board on the Jaguars. Uh, Ravens at Colts. Ravens coming off a tough loss against the Steelers, where they had a lead but multiple turnovers, taking on a tough Indianapolis Colts team.
0: Yeah, and you got me last week too by picking the Steelers, whereas I stuck with Baltimore. I'm going to stick with Baltimore again, get the bounce back win over the Colts.
1: I'm going to take the Colts. I've picked against the Colts a couple times this season. It has burned me. <laughs> so I'm going to take Indianapolis. Uh, Being at home, and I think the Ravens uh, fall to five and three. I don't think the Lamar Jackson thing is solved. I don't think it's completely on him, but I just don't know if Baltimore's quite as good as everyone thought they were.
0: This is going to be a tough matchup and probably one of the more fun early games to watch on on Sunday.
1: Seahawks at the Bills. Uh, Brandon, I think I know who you're going with.
0: Yeah, and this is the most fun early matchup to watch, obviously, with Seattle playing. Mm -hmm. In the uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time slot, a place where they've dominated Anthony since the last time that they lost, starting in a 10 a.m. time slot was back in, I think, 2016 against the New Orleans Saints, and they've just rattled off wins when they've gone east. And it's I, I mean, I keep saying it as a, a fan of the Seahawks and the Mike Holmgren era where the exact opposite was true. They always struggled in that time slot. Now they've been dominant. I, I hope I don't jinx it, but uh, I like the Seahawks to win against Buffalo.
1: I'm taking the Bills, and I know this is this isn't an upset per se, but I'm definitely taking the Bills here. I think they're an upset pick because again, Seattle's just been so good. Uh, so I, I'm going to disagree here. I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills. It's a close one. I it think will be the, the close,
0: Bills- and I, I, as much as I've talked up the Seahawks against the Bills and, and talked about all the ways that they can win this game. I do like the, Josh Allen's ability to keep this game close and into the fourth quarter. I just have far more trust in Russell Wilson with the ball when it comes down to trying to win the game in the fourth quarter.
1: Looking at our next game, the Denver Broncos at the Atlanta Falcons. Who do you like in this one, Brandon?
0: Oh, I'm going to take the Broncos because uh, even though the Falcons got me last week, I uh, the Denver was my upset pick last week. And I think they're in this in this spot. They're actually... Set to be the the upset pick for this week, too, and an inconsistent team like the Falcons. I'll, I'll take the Broncos.
1: I like Denver here as well. I think really was impressed last week with the way they beat uh, the Chargers. I think I think Drew Locke is really starting to find his form. Uh, so I agree. I'm going to take the uh, Denver Broncos uh, again over the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons
0: have not won a game yet at
1: home. Anthony, I did not know that. Yeah. That is is interesting. Being on the road, they've won two, but they can't win. That sounds like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the last five years. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Raiders
0: at Chargers, Brandon, who do you got? I am going to take the Raiders. The uh, And I, I don't have a ton of confidence in them. They're only one point favorites in this game, too. But yeah, I I just I have more confidence in the Raiders right now.
1: Uh, I, the chargers have just been charging all season. I mean, if it wasn't for the Falcons, we might be talking about the chargers late game collapses, right? Uh, we've been talking I about am, that for years. I feel like, <laughs> well, I feel bad for chargers fans. Um, uh, but I, I'm going to agree with you, Brian. I'm gonna take the Raiders here. I think they do get the dub and they get to five and three on the season. Um, this would be a great matchup if it was like in the 1970s, Pittsburgh versus Dallas, but it is 2020. I'm taking Pittsburgh easily. <laughs>
0: I think just about everybody should be taking Pittsburgh right now. Dallas, that game <laughs> against Philadelphia, man. Yeah, these are two t- completely different teams. It's it's almost like a real NFL team versus, you know, what you would see in the uh, XFL. So congratulations to Pittsburgh on their win.
1: Uh, Dolphins at the Arizona Cardinals. And Brandon, you and I were talking about this on Sunday. Um, Arizona could possibly, I don't want to say, obviously they can't go for the sweep, but three out of the four in the NFC West, that wouldn't be bad.
0: Yeah, Miami has the opportunity to take down every NFC West team, except for the Seahawks, because obviously all the, they already played and, and Miami lost that game. But they've they've beaten the Rams now, they beat the 49ers, and now they could beat the Arizona Cardinals. I just don't have a lot of confidence in it actually happening. I don't think Arizona is going to turn the ball over the same way the Rams did against in their game against Miami. So I'm going to take the Cardinals in this game.
1: I'm going to ride with the Dolphins again here. I I took them last week. It it worked. I'm going to go Dolphins again here. The way that defense is playing right now. Again, I agree. We're probably not going to get that many turnovers, but I think that defense is going to be tough on the Cardinals. Um, So I like the Dolphins here uh, in another upset.
0: I hope you're right.
1: Uh, We'll see. (laughs) Uh, And then this one's big for me. Uh, Saints at Buccaneers. Brandon, who do you got?
0: I think Michael Thomas is going to be back in this game. I, I see him as questionable on the injury report, but I, I do think that Tampa after losing that week one game, this is going to be a game that they need potentially. You know, if there's any kind of tie breaking situation, they're going to at least want to get one of two against the saints. And so I, I like Tampa to win this game.
1: All right. So uh, I'm going to go with you as well. Tampa Bay for the win. Uh, no question about it. Down go the saints. Hopefully uh, we'll see how it plays out. And then, you know, <laughs> I don't get this, Brandon. The AFC East isn't very good. Buffalo and Seattle would be a very entertaining one-night football game. I don't know why it wasn't put on the schedule. Patriots, yeah. Jets, can you flex one. into Monday night? Do, are they able to do that now? I, I I I think you have to do that a couple weeks ahead, but okay. I don't think you can. But the, I think the NFL should change its flexing schedule. Like, I mean, okay, fine. Week set. Week, you know, go week one through seven because anything can happen in those weeks. But by the time we get to week nine. We should be allowed to flex these games because the Patriots aren't. I mean, this could be a good game, but because again, just like we saw Sunday night football last week, it's because neither team is very good.
0: Well, and especially in a situation like this, where the game is played in New York there, you know, that they're not going to have any fans there. So it's not going to, to upset anything. If you move time slots for this game, you just have to change the time that the teams travel and move another game into the, the time slot. So, Yeah, even even if it's not something they could regularly do, I feel like in a season like this, give us a good game, at least have the appearance of it being a good game. And yeah, the New York Jets, I guess they put up a fight against Buffalo a couple weeks back where Buffalo had their field goal fest. But uh, yeah, not a whole lot to be excited about in this game. And I think I like New England in this game.
1: Uh, Yeah, I like New England as well to pick up their third win. I don't trust Adam Gase in the Jets. I think, they well, they can't trade any more players. I'm sure if they could, they would try. But uh, nobody else left to trade after the uh, trading deadline. Uh, Brandon Schultz joining us here from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast. Brandon, obviously, the Rams on a bye week. So I want to get your thoughts real quick before we end here. Cardinals Rams after all the injuries for the 49ers. I think that takes them out of the uh, race for the wild card and for the playoffs. Obviously anything can happen, but right now with those injuries, who do you feel is that second place team behind the Seahawks? The Cardinals or the Rams?
0: Yeah, I am leaning Cardinals. And a, a big part of that is because they did play the Seahawks so tough. And I I just worry that Jared Goff is too inconsistent and all the turnovers that, you know, he either threw or put the ball on the ground in that game against Miami. We've just seen too much of that from him this season for me to think that, yeah, maybe they can sneak in and, and be a playoff team with seven teams getting in this year. But I I just don't have a lot of confidence in them week to week and and his ability to really lead the team and, and the defense, you know, as good as Aaron Donald is up front, that they can struggle stopping teams from week to week, too.
1: I was going to say, I think I I, kind of agree with you. I don't trust the Rams at this point. Um, And I I know the Rams play the Bucks here shortly uh, as well. So we'll see what happens there. Brandon Schultz, our featured guest here from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast. Brandon, if they want to follow the podcast, how can they do that?
0: Yep, they can check out Seahawkerspodcast.com for our latest episode there or subscribe to the Field Goals podcast at SBNation.com slash NFL podcasts.
1: Brandon, always appreciate the time. Always a blast to chat with you and looking forward to doing so next week.
0: Always good chatting with you, Anthony. Good luck to your bucks this weekend and go Hawks.